morning everyone this particular play by george bernard show with its title how he lied to her husband is a one act play and since you all are new to uh, the the field of plays i just want to say something more about one act plays has every anyone heard about one act plays one act plays were written and staged throughout the 18th and the 19th century as the curtain raisers or the after pieces the famous one act play monkey's paw was first staged as a curtain raiser and i hope you all understand what is meant by a curtain raiser the origin of the one act play may be traced to the very beginning of drama in ancient greece the main features uh, the main features of one act plays includes first one is a one act play is a play that has only one act as the name rightly defines the second feature may be considered as it is written in a concise manner it's very short it might be very short it is very precise third feature is it deals with a single dominant situation and aims at producing a single effect what does it mean it means that it will have only a single theme one prominent theme which is very common to us fourth one uh is it can deal with problems of everyday life as marriage punishment for crimes labor conditions divorce etc for uh, the next point is the one act play like the longer drama should have a beginning a middle and an end which all of you are familiar with you might have had uh, some study some plays How he lied to her husband. The play by George Bernard Shaw is a three-character play. It's a one-act play. First of all, there are three main characters in the play. Uh, talking about the setting of the play, particular play, the three uh, the play is set in the drawing room of a flat located on the Cromwell Road in London. Shaw describes three characters. First one, the main uh, the three main characters described. throughout uh, present throughout the play are henry abjon arora bombas and mr bombas so these are the three main characters mentioned in the are uh, mr bombas the name of uh, arora's husband is teddy teddy bomb uh, bombas so these are the three main characters in the play um describing arora bombas she has the air, has an air of being a young and beautiful woman but as a ma- matter of fact she is or she pretends to be a young pretends to be more beautiful but is actually a female of about 37 hopelessly inferior in physical and spiritual distinction to 
the beautiful youth Ab henry abjon henry abjon is a young character young uh, is a youth of 18 years henry abjon is a talented poet and an earnest lover he is in love with mrs bombas as i told earlier he is a boy of 18 years old 18 years and he lives in a very dreamy world he thinks that he can cross any problem in life through his love in the grip of emotions he says um he says we shall straight go to mr teddy and tell him we are going to live as wife and husband it is 8 o'clock in the evening when the play uh when the play opens it begins like this and the descriptions in the uh, towards the beginning of the play says like it's 8 o'clock in the evening and describing the background the curtains are drawn and the lamps li- lighted in the drawing room of a flat in cromwell road her lover a beautiful youth of 18 in evening dress and cape with a bunch of flowers and an opera hat in his hands comes in alone so here uh, henry abjon is being described and he is seen in the flat of uh, mrs bombas or mr teddy teddy bombas uh, and he has a bunch of flowers a bouquet of flowers in his hand on the other side of the room there are many, like the room is being described towards the beginning of the uh, towards the beginning of the play there is a piano there is a fireplace on the other side of the room near the piano is a broad square softly upholstered stool the room is furnished in the most approved south kensington fashion that is it is as like a showroom as possible the setting of the room itself is given to show the, uh, to show that they are rich they are uh, well settled how uh, The, the, and to show that there is a difference in economic status between Henry Abjon and Mr Bombas the first thing that henry abjon does after entering the room in a dream like as if he is in a dream is to put his flowers down carefully on the table beside the fan he then takes off his cape and uh he finds no place to keep it so he keeps it um uh, he takes it to the piano and puts uh he uh, he keeps it on the table he puts his hat on the cape crosses to the hearth looks at his watch and puts it up again notices the things on the table lights up as if he saw heaven opening before him goes to the table and takes the uh, takes the cloud in both hands nestling his nose to into its softness and kissing it the kisses he kisses the gloves that were there as he waits in that particular room arora bombas arrives she is dressed for the theater and wears many diamonds she has an air of being a young beautiful woman but as i already said she is not that she is neither beautiful nor in her youth the moment she enters the room um henry abjon was actually looking into the mirror 
and she he and he uh, keeps it down puts it down and he says at last as if he was waiting for a long time and she has entered really late uh, the reply that arora gives to this is that something dreadful has happened and he asks what's the matter i have lost your pawns they they were unworthy of you i'll write you some more the reply that he gives so what happens is that as soon as arora enters the room she tells miss uh, mr henry abjon that he she has lost the poems henry has written to her so the reply that henry gives her is that he'll write more poems and her reply goes like this no thank you never any more poems for me how could i have been so mad so rash so imprudent so her problem is that she uh, thinks that the poems will be discovered will will be uh, she the poems are in the hands of her sister in law so there will be a problem in future in her life and when henry says that nobody will know that this poems are addressed to uh, her she says that everybody will know because aurora is a very rare name unlike uh, the names mary jane or gladys muriel or beatrice or francisca or anything like that aurora she is the only aurora in london and everybody knows it i believe i am the only in aurora in the world and it's so horribly easy to rhyme to it so she thinks that once her sister in law gets the uh, pawns she will definitely know that somebody has written or henry has written it addressed to aurora and their love affair will be public and her husband will know get to know about the love affair henry actually say sorry for uh, for having addressed that poem to a married woman and he uh, gets to know that and it was then he gets to know that aurora has a sister in law sisters in law uh, and when he asks aurora about it uh, the reply she gives is that teddy teddy's got nothing but relatives he has eight sisters and six half sisters and ever so many brothers but i don't mind his brothers now if you only knew the least little thing about the world henry you would know that in a large family those sisters quarrel with one another like mad all the time yet let one of the brothers marry they all turn on the unfortunate sister-in-law and devote the rest of their lives with perfect unanimity to persuading him that his wife is unworthy of him they can do it to her face to her very face without her knowing it so uh, aurora's problem is that she has issues with her sisters in law who are actually communicating with her husband and telling uh, and, and backbiting uh, behind her talking bad things about uh, herself to her husband teddy and she thinks that this will create problems within their life um and her own uh, need and what she tells is very interesting the humor in the play comes through the conversation uh, 
and she um, and here aurora tells that there ought to be a law against a man's sister ever entering his house after he's married i am as certain as that i am sitting here and georgina stole those poems out of the workbox so she thinks that jo- uh, georgina who's a who's one of the sister- sisters in law uh, has stolen the poems she loves and has given it to her to teddy so um the law she want the demand she wants is that there should be a particular law which enables or which prevents sisters in law entering the house of her brother once he is married henry sees that she will not understand georgina will not understand the poems and uh, the reply that aurora gives to this is that won't she she'll understand them only too well she'll understand more harm than ever was in them nasty vulgar minded cat so uh, what aurora thinks is that aurora is a little bit more based in reality so she thinks that uh, georgina will definitely understand the poems or, und- or can sh- uh, understand the poems too well it's very clear the poems are very clear and she'll easily know get to know that there is a relationship going on between aurora and uh, henry abjon henry who is actually uh, who actually lives in a dream world thinks that people don't think in that way people are not that crooked he is very straightforward and so he thinks that people are not that crooked and then aurora cites an incident um in her life she says do you remember the evening when i sat here at your feet and read you those poems for the first time i shouldn't have let you i see that now when i think of georgina sitting there at teddy's feet and reading them to him for the first time i feel i shall go i shall just go distracted henry says that he is not at all worried about uh, the poems getting stolen and uh, aurora says that it's because he does not think about teddy her husband and um, henry says teddy is nothing and georgina less than nothing all these issues are like uh, neither teddy nor georgina or the, uh, or the her love their love affair getting public is not at all a problem for henry who is actually in a dream world who lives in a dream world these this uh, the above given uh, lecture was almost a paraphrase of the pages um 7273 beginning how he lied to her husband the play by george bernard show is a three character play is a one act play first of all there are three main characters in the play uh, talking about the setting of the play particular play the three uh, the play is set in the drawing room of a flat located on the cromwell road in london show describes three characters first one the main uh, the three main characters described throughout uh, present throughout the play are henry abjon aurora bombas and mr bombas so these are the three main characters mentioned in the uh, mr bombas the name of uh, aurora's husband is teddy teddy bomb uh, bombas so these are the three main characters in the play uh, 
um, describing Aurora Bombas, she has the air, has an air of being a young and beautiful woman, but as a matter of fact, she is, or she pretends to be a young, pretends to be more beautiful, but is actually a female of about 37, hopelessly inferior in physical and spiritual distinction to the beautiful youth, Ab Henry Abjohn. Henry Abjohn is a young character, young, uh, is a youth of 18 years. Henry Abjohn is a talented poet and an earnest lover. He is in love with Mrs. Bombas. As I told earlier, he is a boy of 18 years old, 18 years, and he lives in a very dreamy world. He thinks that he can cross any problem in life through his love. In the grip of emotions, he says, um, he says, we shall straight go to Mr. Teddy and tell him we are going to live as wife and husband. It is 8 o'clock in the evening when the play, uh, when the play opens, it begins like this. And the descriptions in the uh, towards the beginning of the play says like it's eight o'clock in the evening, and describing the background, the curtains are drawn and the lamps li lighted in the drawing room of a flat in Cromwell Road. Her lover, a beautiful youth of eighteen, in evening dress and cape with a bunch of flowers and an opera hat in his hands, comes in alone. So here, uh, Henry Abjohn is being described, and he is seen in the flat of uh, Mrs. Bombas or Mr. Teddy, Teddy Bombas uh, and he has a, a bunch of flowers, a bouquet of flowers in his hand. On the other side of the room, there are many, like the room is being described towards the beginning of the, uh, towards the beginning of the play. There is a piano there is a fireplace. On the other side of the room, near the piano, is a broad square, softly upholstered stool. The room is furnished in the most approved South Kensington fashion. That is, it is as like a showroom as possible. The setting of the room itself is given to show, the, uh, to show that they are rich, they are uh, well settled. How? Uh, the, the, and to show that there is a difference in economic status between Henry Abjohn and Mr. Bombas. The first thing that Henry Abjohn does after entering the room in a dream like as if he is in a dream is to put his flowers down carefully on the table beside the fan. He then takes off his cape and uh, he finds no place to keep it, so he keeps it. Uh, he takes it to the piano and puts. Uh, he, uh, he keeps it on the table. He puts his hat on the cape, crosses to the hearth, looks at his watch, and puts it up again. Notices the things on the table, lights up as, as if he saw heaven opening before him. Goes to the table and takes the uh, takes the cloud in both hands, nestling his nose to into its softness and kissing it. The kisses he kisses the gloves that were there. 
as he waits in that particular room aurora bombas arrives she is dressed for the theater and wears many diamonds she has an air of being a young beautiful woman but as i already said she is not that she is neither beautiful nor in her youth the moment she enters the room um henry abjon was actually looking into the mirror and she he and he uh, keeps it down puts it down and he says at last as if he was waiting for a long time and she has entered really late uh, the reply that aurora gives to this is that something dreadful has happened and he asks what's the matter i have lost your pawns they they were unworthy of you i'll write you some more the reply that he gives so what happens is that as soon as aurora enters the room she tells miss uh, mr henry abjon that he she has lost the poems henry has written to her so the reply that henry gives her is that he'll write more poems and her reply goes like this no thank you never any more poems for me how could i have been so mad so rash so imprudent so her problem is that she uh, thinks that the poems will be discovered will will be uh, she the poems are in the hands of her sister in law so there will be a problem in future in her life and when henry says that nobody will know that this poems are addressed to uh, her she says that everybody will know because aurora is a very rare name unlike uh, the names mary jane or gladys muriel or beatrice or francisca or anything like that aurora she is the only aurora in london and everybody knows it i believe i am the only in aurora in the world and it's so horribly easy to rhyme to it so she thinks that once her sister in law gets the uh, pawns she will definitely know that somebody has written or henry has written it addressed to aurora and their love affair will be public and her husband will know get to know about the love affair henry actually say sorry for uh, for having addressed that poem to a married woman and he uh, gets to know that and it was then he gets to know that aurora has a sister in law sisters in law uh, and when he asks aurora about it uh, the reply she gives is that teddy teddy's got nothing but relatives he has eight sisters and six half sisters and never so many brothers but i don't mind his brothers now if you only knew the least little thing about the world henry you would know that in a large family those sisters quarrel with one another like mad all the time yet let one of the brothers marry they all turn on the unfortunate sister-in-law and devote the rest of their lives with perfect unanimity to persuading him that his wife is unworthy of him they can do it to her face to her very face without her knowing it so uh, aurora's problem is that she has issues with her sisters in law 
who are actually communicating with her husband and telling uh, and, and backbiting uh, behind her talking bad things about uh, herself to her husband teddy and she thinks that this will create problems within the life um and her own uh, need and what she tells is very interesting the humor in the play comes through the conversation and she um, and here arora tells that there ought to be a law against a man's sister ever entering his house after his marriage i am as certain as that i am sitting here and georgina stole those poems out of the work box so she thinks that jo- uh, georgina who's a who's one of the sister- sisters in law uh, has stolen the poems she loves and has given it to her to teddy so um the law she want the demand she wants is that there should be a particular law which enables or which prevents sisters in law entering the house of her brother once he is married henry sees that she will not understand georgina will not understand the poems and uh, the reply that arora gives to this is that won't she she'll understand them only too well she'll understand more harm than ever was in them nasty vulgar minded cat so uh, what arora thinks is that arora is a little bit more based in reality so she thinks that uh, georgina will le- definitely understand the poems or un- or can sh- uh, understand the poems too well it's very clear the poems are very clear and she'll easily know get to know that there is a relationship going on between arora and uh henry abjon henry who is actually uh who actually lives in a dream world thinks that people don't think in that way people are not that crooked he is very straight forward and so he thinks that people are not that crooked and then arora cites an incident um in her life she says Do you remember the evening when I sat here at your feet and read you those poems for the first time? I shouldn't have let you. I see that now. When I think of Georgina sitting there at Teddy's feet and reading them to him for the first time, I feel I shall go I shall just go distracted. Henry says that he is not at all worried about uh, the poems getting stolen and uh, Aurora says that it's because he does not think about teddy her husband and um, henry says teddy is nothing and georgina less than nothing all these issues are like uh, neither teddy nor georgina or the, uh, or the her love their love affair getting public is not at all a problem for henry who is actually in a dream world who lives in a dream world these this uh, the above given uh, lecture was almost a paraphrase of the pages um, 70 to 73 beginning we stopped in the last class uh, where teddy actually where henry actually says that teddy and georgina are less important for him and it was then Uh, arora reply um, replies you will soon find out how much less than nothing she is if you think a woman, woman can't do any harm because she is only 
a scandal mongering dowdy ragbag you are greatly mistaken so uh, she is actually irritated by georgina and also by the fact that henry just mentioned that teddy and georgina are not at all important so here we can see that um, aurora is in a confused is actually um moving in a relationship between two has a relationship between two people as obviously said with, uh, with henry and also with teddy but she is double minded she does not know whom to stick on to so even when uh, henry says that we'll run away she is not ready for any of that and then and she says henry help me find a way out, out of this for me she want to go on with this relationship also but, um, like that is what this shows and she uh, sometimes even says how wretched i am and sobs on his breast and when he when uh, henry hears this he says oh how happy i am don't be selfish this is aurora's reply when henry says that they'll uh, run away she says i'll do nothing improper nothing dishonorable as if she is doing something very much honored now by having a relationship with henry and henry says if you did you would no longer be aurora of course is perfectly simple perfectly straightforward we love one another and i am not ashamed of that i am ready to go out and proclaim it to all london as simply as i will declare to your husband when you see as you soon will see let us go out together to our own house this evening without concealment without shame remember so here Uh, what henry means is that he is ready to proclaim to the whole, to the whole world about the relationship while aurora is not and he is also ready to go and confront aurora's husband saying that they are in love but aurora is again not ready for that uh, by confronting her husband and by uh, revealing to ho- to the whole world he what he wants is a peace of mind he wants to go out to go out together to have peace and happiness in their life he feels that aurora's husband has been kind to him and also to aurora by making him the guest there he has perhaps loved you as well as his prosaic nature and his sordid commercial environment permitted he has never um, aurora's husband teddy so far has not shown any dis- distrust on henry because whenever he comes uh, to meet aurora she uh, he has been very pleasant so henry says that we'll go to him quietly hand in hand bid him farewell and uh, say that this is what happened between between us and then uh, aurora asks and where shall we go go to we shall not depart by hair's breadth from the ordinary natural current of our life we are going to the theater when the laws of poems compelled us to take action at once we shall go to the theater still but we shall leave your diamonds here for we cannot afford diamonds and do not need them so they have decided they are actually henry has come to meet aurora to go to a, a theater for which he has booked tickets 
but since all these problems have come up they have uh, they are having a um, thought about second thought about whether to go or not to go and still uh, henry thinks that they should act, they should go to the theater but only after leaving behind all those diamonds that uh, aurora is wearing aurora's reply is that she hates diamonds and it is only because of teddy that he uh, she is wearing all these diamonds she prefers simplicity so henry says um, she he also knows that uh, knows that she wants prefers uh, she wants simplest uh, simple life and it's because of this that she that he loved her uh, and why he told her to leave the diamonds there is because so that like they can go uh, they can go to uh, henry's house rather than coming back here freely without having the burden or and the baggages of all those wealth given by teddy i attach and he says i attach no importance to the law my love was not created in me by the enough is it not here are the flowers for you the boy he is offering certain flowers some flowers to aurora he takes the flower from the table here are the flowers for you have these tickets we will ask your husband to lend us carriage as the carriage to show that there is no malice no grudge between us so uh he also feels that they they will tell her husband to offer her the carriage for going to the theater and uh, arora says teddy is not back at so you can't even ask him well let us take that calmly let us go to the theater as if nothing has happened and tell him that uh, tell him when he comes back that we had gone so uh, to such a place for theater and now the discussion is about which uh play they should actually go for and um they uh, henry did not get the tickets for lo lohengrin which aurora preferred the tickets uh, he got was for candida which is actually a play by uh, show himself it is that play and then uh, arora says that it is that play that has done all the mischief i am very sorry i ever saw it i ought it ought to be stopped so here there is a flashback there is some connection between uh, between the play and this particular relationship and arora blames that particular play for having this love affair with uh, henry and when uh, henry heard this particular comment from arora he is amazed and he shouts arora yes i mean it that divine is love poem the poem that gave us courage to speak to one another that revealed to us what we really felt for one another so it might be uh, that uh, poem which kindled or which brought out the love uh, spark in these in, in these two people arora says she almost imagine herself to be candida henry caught hold of uh, um, arora's hands and he says you are like candida she took away her hands and says i thought you were just like eugene a character in candida now that i come to look at you you are rather like him too she throws herself discontented 
contentedly into the nearest seat which happens to be the bench at the piano. He goes to her. Henry says, had Candida fallen in love with Eugene, he she would have definitely um, ran away with Eugene that particular day. Aurora's uh, um, reply to what Henry said was that there was something missing in that particular play and what was missing was that there was a Georgina wanting in, in it. A Georgina, her um, character like her sister-in-law was missing in that particular play and George, the presence of Georgina would have created would have converted it, it into a true true to life tragedy. Then she goes on narrating about what all Georgina said about her to Teddy and she says that it was a totally immoral thing to um, have a relationship to go on encouraging boys to sit by her, um, sit near her and asking them to write love poems about her. The later conversations uh, between Aurora and Henry shows that Henry is not at all bothered about the cost or the effect that might be produced that might be uh, that might be caused because of uh, that might be caused when Aurora's affair with Henry is revealed to Teddy. He thinks that what can Georgina do? What can your husband do? What can anybody do? Nobody can affect them. That is what Henry thinks. And Aurora says, do you mean to say that you propose that we should walk right bang up to Teddy and tell him we are going away together? And Henry replies, what? Yes, what can be simpler? This is what they should actually do. Do you think for a moment he would stand it? He might not stand it. That is what Aurora thinks. He would just kill you. Henry says, Sorry, Teddy might not stand it. He might actually kill Henry. And here Henry says, You don't understand these things, my darling. How could you? In one respect, I am unlike the poet in the play. I have followed the Greek ideal and not neglected the culture of my body. So, as and when uh, they discuss about having a uh, conflict with Teddy, Henry having a conflict with Teddy, um, Arona thinks that uh, Henry won't be able to fight with Teddy, whereas uh, Henry thinks that he will very well be able to uh, fight with Teddy, thinks that he is able to, um, he is able to defend himself before Teddy. And then, um, Aurora says, doesn't he still love me still? Has he told you anything? Aurora is worried about whether Teddy has any doubts about her love for her and whether he is still loving her. All these confusions go on in the mind of Aurora. And Henry says, no, no, dearest, how agitated you are, how unlike yourself. All these worries belong to the lower plane. Come up with me to the higher one, the heights, the solitudes, the soul world. So, whenever we go through Henry's uh, conversations or Henry's dialogues, one the thing we understand is that he lives in a highly, uh, he lives, he has this concept of platonic love where uh, nobody, 
can affect their love nobody nothing is important for them for them whereas aurora is a totally practical lover she thinks of all the pros and cons that may happen due to each and every relationship uh, but even after thinking about all this she falls in love with henry aurora in a hurry calls henry as mr adjon and he does not like that he expresses that and he says that i never consider you or think of you as mrs bombas i always think of you as cant or aurora so uh, they are getting there is actually confusion happening here because at times aurora is calling uh, henry as mr n abjon which is a very official way of under, uh, call addressing henry and vice versa she says that she was she always thought that henry was a very uh, was a boy and would be afraid to do, do any uh, serious things in his life and what he says now what henry says now is that they'll uh, reveal them their relationship to teddy and go and live by their own uh, but henry but uh, aurora says that it does not like like that and she says like this and now you want to be teddy and to break up my home and disgrace me and make a horrible scandal in the papers it's cruel unmanly cowardly and henry asks are you afraid of course i'm afraid so would you be if you had any com- common sense so she says that if you had some common sense if henry had some common sense he would also have been afraid since henry lives in a dream world he is not at all worried about all those things that are that are that are happening around them in the last class we stopped where henry and aurora were discussing about the relationship and what to do in future so henry's option was to reveal all the things to teddy and be happy whereas uh, aurora is worried about the future of the uh, of her relationship with teddy and also what will um, georgina do in her absence by revealing the bonds to teddy and uh, she is actually afraid of all the consequences that might happen after the revelation of the relationship whereas henry is henry says perfect love casteth out fear which means perfect love can clear out all fears or clear out every problem and in the meanwhile they address each other in the official name which both of them does not like and um, while the conversation goes on and on this type of addressing continues in between and uh, henry is very much uh, willing to do whatever aurora is uh, asking him to do and he says i beg your pardon what is it you want me to do i am at you i am at your service i am ready to behave like a gentleman if you will be kind enough to explain exactly how but to this particular uh, request or polite humble request aurora does not have anything to say other than um 
accepting the fact that he is very much uh, humble and he is a very good fan of her uh, but and henry when she when he hears this he is actually agitated of not doing anything for aurora and he grabs hold of he grabs uh, aurora's fan and is about to break that and aurora is very worry, worried about henry's this particular act of breaking of uh, this particular act and she uh, says on goes on and on about the 5 shilling fan the fan which costed costs her 5 uh, 5 shilling henry says that it's just five matter of 5 shillings i would have actually break, uh, broken yours broken teddy's pet wife itself so 5 shilling fan is nothing important for me they both swear in uh, each other's presence which they don't like later and think that their own relationship has undergone change they have uh, suddenly changed to someone else and wants to get back to the old relationship where they were they believe uh, where they lived in a almost like a uh, dream like life what aurora wants uh, henry to do is to get back to uh, to find a solution for for the problem of uh, this problem out of this uh, way out of this particular problem when um, teddy gets to know from georgina about the relationship and she says henry and john that you got me into this mess you must get me out of it again to which henry says all i can say is that i am entirely at your service he is willing to do anything and everything for aurora while aurora is not able to identify what is it that they have to do when she asks whether he knows any other aurora other than her henry says that you are the only aurora in the world to me aurora is actually happy to hear that but she herself is confused to what to say to her husband when he asks about the poems which are addressed to the lady named aurora aurora asks uh, asks henry to find to discover uh, another aurora invent another aurora for the occasion so that they can explain uh, the fact that this particular poem was written for something someone else and not to uh, teddy bombas's wife henry is very much reluctant to tell a lie uh, to uh, to do something against his honor but he is forced by aurora to tell something that is so untrue while they were discussing all these things of uh, creating inventing another aurora they um, aurora hears teddy tapping ta- tapping the new barometer and she understood understands that he is coming and there is a description about uh, teddy which goes like this her husband comes in a robust thick necked a well groomed city man with a strong chin but a blithering eye and a credulous mouth and credulous mouth he has a momentous air but shows no sign of displeasure rather the contrary when teddy comes in there is a uh, conversation happening between teddy and aurora and it goes like this hello i thought two you two were at the theater 
And Aurora says, I felt anxious about you, Teddy. Why didn't you come home to dinner? Teddy, I got a message from Georgina. She wanted me to go to her. Aurora, she, poor dear, poor dear Georgina, I'm sorry. I haven't been able to call on her this last week. Teddy, nothing except anxiety for my welfare and yours. Uh, by the way, Ab John, I should like a word with you this evening if Aurora can spare you for a moment. So here we uh, come to understand that Hen uh, Teddy wants to have a conversation with uh, Henry about something and he wants Aurora to be out of the scene. And Aurora says that she will uh, go out of the room um, and lock her diamonds in the cupboard. While Aurora is away, uh, Teddy asks Henry about the manuscripts of the, shows Henry the manuscripts of the poem that he wrote. And um, to his surprise, Henry actually is not, at all, uh, is not at all showing any interest. Later he gets, he shows his surprise when uh, Henry is asked about the poems he says that he wrote them years ago after reading Swinburne's songs before sunrise nothing would do me then but I must reel off a set of songs to a uh, set of songs to the sunrise and Aurora is a character in that particular uh, in that particular poem he, and he confesses the fact that he never thought of the uh, Teddy Bombax's wife, Aurora, while he was writing this particular poem. And it is only um, because uh, he just um, gave that particular poem to Teddy Bombax's wife only because her name was also Aurora. After hearing this uh, explanation, uh, Teddy is not happy and he thinks that it's a big fat lie. And he um, says this right on the face. Um, a steady says, don't overdo it, old chap. However, I will just be so far explicit as to say that if you think these poems read as if they were addressed, addressed to not to a live woman, but to a shivering cold time of day at which you never, you were never out of bed in your life, you hardly do justice. To your own literary powers which I admire and appreciate mind you he says that uh, if you want me to believe that these particular poems were written to some Aurora which who was not even alive or who uh, is not a real character these will actually uh, show that his own literary powers or literary quality is really bad Henry says that um, he never had such type of a relationship with uh, Mrs. Bombas. And it's very interesting to note that whenever Henry is talking to Teddy, he addresses Aurora as Mrs. Bombas. A very official relationship. He says that uh, Mrs. Bombas is a, very, is a lady of stainless honor who has never cast an unworthy thought on me. The fact that she has shown you my poems itself is a, is an ex, uh, shows that she is a very good lady. While the conversation goes on, 
uh, Henry time and again confesses the fact that he does not admire uh, Mrs. Bombas as uh, her husband expects her to, her husband thinks of and he says and um, Teddy says this, you don't admire Mrs. Bombas, you would never dream of writing poems to Mrs. Bombas, my wife's not good enough for you, isn't, he, isn't she? This is because Henry, um, while, while the conversation was going on, Henry told Teddy that um, she was not worthy enough of his admiration. And uh, Teddy is agitated by the fact that um, Henry does not think her worthy enough for his admiration. He says, Henry says that his own relationship with Mrs. Bombas are relations of perfect coldness, of indifference, which means that they don't have, they just have an indifferent relationship, a friendship sort of thing, nothing much, nothing more, nothing less. Again, uh, Teddy asks him, Teddy is not confessed by the fact, uh, Teddy is not uh, agreeing to the fact that, agreeing to the fact that Henry does not uh, admire Mrs. Bombas and he again time and again questions uh, Henry about this and this is one particular, what does Mr. Bombas, Mrs. Bombas to you, I would like to know. I will tell you what Mrs. Bombas is, she is the smartest woman in the smartest set in South Kensington and the handsomest and the cleverest and the most fetching to experienced men who know a good thing when they see it. Whatever she may be to conceited penny a lining puppies who think nothing good enough nothing good enough for them. So he thinks that his own wife is a highly attractive lady and she should be, should be admired by everyone. So the fact that Henry does not find her attractive or admirable uh, so, uh, is hurting him. That is why he is, he is questioning, he is going on questioning him. Page number 85 he goes on talking about who all admire Mrs. admired Mrs. Bombas. At last he even says, introducing a fine woman to you is casting pearls before swine. As if he is indirectly call, calling, um, calling Mr. Henry a swine. Saying that he does not know the value of such a pearl like Mrs. Bompas. After this conversation, there is a um, tug of war between both these people. That is between Henry and Teddy. Um, Meanwhile, Aurora enters in, enters the room and she separates both of them, gets hold of both of them and somehow pacifies them. And later on, they um, Henry confesses the fact that they come to a pact. They come to a pact and Henry, uh, Henry says that your husband is a fool, a brood. Huh? And um, Teddy hears this and says, what's that you say? Henry again, I say you are a fool and a brute and if you will step outside with me, I will say it again, I will say it over and over again that you are a brute and a fool because you wanted your wife to be admired by me. And again he says that and uh, again Henry says that 
he had actually written he confesses the fact that he was going on telling lies uh, so far and he confesses the fact that these particular poems were written uh, actually written to his own wife each and every word was addressed to her i adored her that was why i wrote those poems to her he also confesses the fact that uh, he was planning to con uh, con reveal their relationship to teddy and leave the house and uh, live with uh, mrs bombas or arora on their own but arora was not ready to do any of these um, finally as the play ends up they are happily um they are happily they have happily re revealed the relationship before teddy and um teddy says this they can she he's teddy is actually happy by the fact that nobody no uh, no man in this world till now can resist her his wife till now they ends and uh, teddy asks henry to publish these particular poems um for his own sake the name of the uh, poems the ten poems can be titled as how he lied to her husband there was a discussion between teddy and henry on how to uh, title the poems and this was the name they arrived at and this is how the uh, play ends <laughs>